in brightest day, in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Pretty cool, huh? Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 179. Ah, yeah. We keep we keep going with these reviews. Um, I already feel like we need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Um, yeah, so this episode, we're going to, like we said last time, we'll be covering Green Lantern 25, 26, and 27. Play a little catch up there. We were hoping to get uh, caught up before that, before we had to do it this way. But uh, you know, I take the blame. Um, so, so what we'll do is uh, we'll do it like we did the first few ep- review episodes. We'll uh, Mark will take twenty five and twenty seven. I'll take twenty six, uh, and we'll do it that way. And at the end of the episode, will be your listener feedback. So, I mean, really, no preamble to this. Why don't you go ahead, Mark? So we begin with Green Lantern twenty five. Written by Robert Vendetti, penciler Billy Tan, and inker Rob Hunter. The cover shows Kilowog and Hal being bombarded. Almost it looks like they're fighting uh, Gambit, it almost looks like, with like orange card-like things being thrown at them. But the title, Courage Under Fire. So we begin the issue where we left off basically at the end of Lights Out, where the lanterns are still... The Green Lanterns, and as we'll find out, still Carol. But the Green Lanterns are on Mogo which is the new home world of basically of the Green Lantern Corps. And Hal is confronting, not confronting, as in angrily, but confused conversationally, confronting uh, Graf, Tomar, and Hanu because they basically have refused to use the ring anymore now that they know their rings, now that they know that the emotional spectrum is always being drained and they're contributing to the decay of the universe. And Hal first thinks that the three of them are going to resign, but they basically say, well, no, we're just going to try to prove we can patrol our sectors without using our rings, which for Hanu obviously wouldn't be particularly difficult because he tries not to use his ring anyway. But that's going to be their philosophy. Hal tries to encourage them that, you know, despite the fact that, you know, yes, the the emotional spectrum might be finite – but look how long it took to drain it the first time, and, and we do so much more good than bad, and there's so many threats. You know, they need us. The universe needs us more than ever. And he kind of interestingly goes off on a rant talking about, sure, the Indigo tribe is helpful, but they're only, you know, one step away from being psychos again if their rings go down, and, and the Star Sapphires only love us sometimes, which, of course, is a not-so-subtle dig at Carol, and she picks up on it. And Hal makes the borderline to him anyway, great decision, that one of the things that the Green Lantern Corps is going to set out to do now to try to prevent the emotional spectrum from being drained so quickly is to basically patrol and limit the use of the of light in the universe, that they're going to basically dictate who gets who is an authorized user and who is not, which, of course, Carol doesn't take very kindly to that and kind of like flips him the bird, though covers, covers it up with, her, with construct hands. And she kind of points out that um, 
basically who kind of gives them the authority to do that. We kind of, I get kind of get the feeling from you that basically anybody who's not wearing green is going to be an un, been an unauthorized ring ring bearer. And they kind of so Carol and Hal continue to uh, have the little discussion, and she points out that you know this is going this is going to have reper, repercussions. The sapphires are going to know about what you did here. Yada yada yada, and Carol flies off, kind of leaving them all on their own back to kind of sort all this out. Kilowatt kind of has a few, you know, kind of is, has a little bit, and John Stewart to a certain extent too. They kind of have a laugh at Hal's expense. And later we cut to later on a Mogo where the where they're all sitting around the campfire, John, Kilowog, and Hal, and basically John has no. John and uh, Kilowog both have things they want to express to Hal, basically that they don't entirely agree with his decision. And he's John's pointing out, you know, you're basically declaring war, that if you're going to really try to limit the amount of who's using the spectrum and who's not, especially when we're using the spectrum basically to prevent other people from using it. So Hal, you know, he, he tries to, uh, I guess he he kind of gives a little bit of, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. He kind of gives them, he kind of nods and kind of gives them a little hearsay, like it's hearsay to him, but he's trying to make it sound like he's really list, taking it to heart to a certain extent. But he's, but he still kind of ticks the Hal Jordan mantra, basically that you know, kind of like go after it, attack first, and deal with it later, the repercussions of it later. And they also talk about that the uh, besides dealing with the emotional spectrum we still have to deal with all the uh all the criminals that escaped or we let escape from the science cells when oa was about to be destroyed so they kind of all set about so those basically become their goals of what they're going to do and it ties back into the last cal and kilowog basically refer back to uh null Ange, how they have a score to settle with her who was the sapphire who escaped from oa right when Right when Relic was attacking. So we cut back to the planet Dakan in space sector 0563. Then we have the Braidsmen, the Braid Clan, which are Noah Anj's followers, their, her supporters. And they're all sitting there talking, drinking. And then, of course, Hal and Kilowog show up. And, of course, before you know it, it's a, it's a brawl, and despite the fact that Hal, of course, is trying to not use the emotional spectrum as much as possible, it doesn't really go particularly well. And he makes it clear that, you know, we want we want Noel Ange because their whole point is they want to take away her ring for unauthorized use. And Hal, basically, he, he kind of tricks them to a certain extent just to uh, just to make them feel a little fear and danger so Noel Ange will pick up on it. So she'll show up. We have a quite interesting viewer, Noah Ange from behind, 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 behind. <laughs> Noah Ange from behind. <laughs> it's a, it's a very nice view. It's very interesting. You know, kind interesting, of huh? Yeah, kind of look. It almost looks like she's got devil horns, though, when you look at it. The way her mask is kind of from. Yeah, that's not, that's what you were paying attention to. No, I'm looking at that part now, but that's not what caught, caught my eye. <laughs> so, oh, uh, okay, getting back, getting back on focus. Uh, <laughs> Hal and Kilowog go to confront Noel Ange, and they try to. Um, she she tries to use the same sapphire trick that she used on Hal, make tapping into 
tapping into the love that he felt and turning it into a weapon. But of course, Kilowog in a way kind of, it, it angers him more than anything. He kind of laughs it off, pointing out that, you know, I'm a Bolivoxian. My world was destroyed twice. The second time, my girl and my little ones were, were destroyed with it. So if you really think this is going to stop me or make me feel bad, you know, you're kind of you're kind of barking up the wrong tree. But it ang- but it really does piss Kilowog off. So he really belts her really good, and everybody reacts to that as like, oh, the Prixium is referring to Noel Ange. And Hal, Hal and Kilowog kind of have her chained up with a construct, and of course, more of her troops, her braidsmen, show up. And once again, it gets into a gets into a fight. The truck. Hal keeps again points out, I didn't want to use the you know all these constructs, but I have no choice. He kind of takes out a bunch of them with a, a Coast City Lanes bowling ball, which was a nice touch. Hal tries to confront Noanch and kind of points out the fact that about. Every time she uses the ring, you kind of like you're adding another indictment, another another charge we're going to bring against you. Kilowog creates his uh, quite an interesting little little crab indigenous to his world to take out some of the braidsmen. Hal confronts Noange and tells her that uh and just kind of kind of like goads her by t- telling her that her new science cell is not going to be on on Mogo isn't going to be quite as nice as the one on on Oa. So Kilowog uses the crab thing on her. They kind of have her captured. They, they kind of have her captured. Hal makes a comment that you know friends want to share a cockpit with you. You might as well let them, right? Referring to Kilowog helping him, and Noah goes, "I agree." She sends she sends out tethers, which basically connects to, to connects to all the braidsmen, all all her people who get brought back to the tethers to come to the con and now she kind of turns around and goes now green lanterns how see how it feels to be under another's heel and, and it, the issue ends with hal and kilowog being surrounded by braidmen with guns all aimed at them and that ends issue 25 i like partner in this for the most part but I, I have a question particularly if you turn to the page where they're entering the bar for the first time yes when did the green part of house uh, suit become like a belly shirt? I th- think there was a. I mean, it may not have been as pronounced as this, but I'm pretty sure if you go back to the first cover of a twenty, was it twenty one when Venditti took over? It was kind of, at the very least, there was arced like that then, and I thought there was something like that even when they did the redesign of the new fifty two. It may not have been as, again, as angular as it is in this issue, but I think. It may have been, I think it went a little lower in the original design, but I think it was that was part of the new design I thought for the new 52 to make it a little more angular over there. Mm. But it does look. I agree with you. It does kind of look like a almost like a belly shirt. Yeah, it looks kind of weird. And do you think uh, is Mogo using the bits of uh, of uh, Oa to make a to make a ring around himself? In what page? Okay, so the first page, where it says space. All that. All, I don't know if he's making it or if that's just. Maybe in a way, well, don't, if Mogo's reformed in there, so maybe it's almost like a gravitational pull thing, pulling in like the other the pieces of. But he controls of, the gravity of his of his planet. Unless he's trying to put the pieces of Oa back together again. I don't know because if you go to the page where they're having the campfire. 
Yeah, you see it in the sky. Yeah, and you can even see bits of it coming around all the way to the point where it's almost touching back on the planet. I think the ring is forming, not retreating. It could be. Yeah. So what do you what do you think of having to deal with Noah Lange again? Well, we I mean we knew it was going to happen because they kind of alluded to it at, when right before they focused when they switched gears to lights out. Plus, I kind of knew it anyway. From I mean, Vendetti, I think, kind of mentioned that she was going to be back. Um, I guess it makes sense because that was that was the most recent piece of unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And at least it's not dealing with the uh, Darlins in this issue. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't seem like the. I mean, in a way, you know, whether she's the world's biggest threat or not, it's which is kind of back to what John was trying to say, or the point he was trying to make, or they both were trying to make that we have there's other issues to, to be focused in on too. I don't know. It was. It maybe it's just personal with it's 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 Hal, so some of it might be personal too because of what she did to him with the tether and Carol and everything. So maybe there's a little more personal reason that he wants to go bring her in first and take away her ring. Hmm. So I'm, I'm I just noticed this. I'm more impressed now with her feet of pulling people um, towards her with the tethers because I just noticed that one of them's on a different planet and another another of them are in different areas. So she, yes, she's, not, the, she's not pulling from just that planet or the immediate no, area. No, she's not. I I almost mentioned that, but I, I didn't want to keep it. I didn't want to go too too long. And I started rambling a tad there. I don't like when I do that. But yes, it's it's the fact that she just reaches out wherever wherever you know Braidsman happen to be, and that's what she that she was connecting to and basically calling them home to her because with her power. So that was that was pretty cool. She certainly is pretty good at using the sapphire power, even though she doesn't have any training, which of course is interesting, but. She's a natural. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the Kilowog stuff? With her, with Nolange in particular. Yeah, like the Bolivaxian callback as well, even with the crab too. I liked it. I thought that was. It's always nice to see Kilowog in action. Yeah. And I like the fact that you know, he kind of shows how, oh, everything he's been through, and how it doesn't you know. He didn't, even, he didn't even mention the fact that he died and came back and all this stuff too. It's like everything I've been through. You think you think playing on my heartstrings is really gonna slow me down? So that that was kind of a that was kind of a nice that was kind of a nice touch. But it was, but he still was kind of impressed with her her ability to use that. I think so. That was that was kind of cool too. Hmm. It does seem kind of odd though, in a way that just a bunch a bunch of people with guns seems to be such a huge threat to them. But yeah, that's true. But it does carry over to the next issue as well. So, and the bits with uh, Hal and Carol, and the you know Hal making the decision about policing the emotional spectrum. That's really. I mean, some of the stuff with Carol was funny. The patrolling, the the decision that you know we're going to control the emotional spectrum, or we're going to use it to make sure nobody else does. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of it's it is kind of dumb, and it's. I mean, his his point. I think he, in a way he was making more of a case when he was pointing out that look out it took like billions of years to drain the spectrum the first time so we don't really have to go tippy toes around it now. <laughs> and then it gets pointed out well look at all the other there's so many there's there was only one core for so long and now there's a bunch of cores so that so the drain on the on the uh, reservoir is going to be quicker. And we plus you know as I don't know if it's pointed out in this issue or later or I think it's later on that 
or well, actually it might have been earlier. I think it was earlier. I think it was at the end of Lights Out that you know there's no White Lantern now, and who, and who knows if there was ever going to be since they all assume Kyle is dead. That who, so who knows if we'll ever be able to replenish the spectrum again if we get to the same point. So it's it seems to be one of many bad decisions Hal is making in his early tenure as leader of the core, but that I think is is part of the plan. So. You know, see, and isn't this partly what we were worried about when we first heard about the, you know, the reservoir, like, you know, that there's a finite amount of energy that eventually we'd get to this point where they'd start policing that and that would become the focus and lantern against lantern, that whole thing? Yes. I mean, in a... Or certainly, yes, it could it certainly could set the stage for exactly what happened in Relic's universe, where once people realized that it was finite, then everybody was fighting over it, because <laughs> there was only a limited supply of all energy, not just for one color. So it was like, basically, if you're the last core standing, you have the, you can, at least you have the energy to use as you want it, as long as it lasts, as opposed to having to divvy it up to like seven other cores or six other cores, however many are left at the time. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, I, I'm kind of hoping that this whole finite reservoir thing is the shelf life for this story this concept is also finite and somewhere maybe within a year that will that it'll be explained away why the spectrum was being drained and put things back the way it should be where it isn't finite but yeah it's it's a it's a it's a it's a shaky thing but as 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 we'll see going forward with this it's that many of the other many other ring wielders and many other planets and people have reactions now to the ones as they find out about the spectrum that their views on the green lanterns and all lanterns in general have have changed and begin to change since they it's no longer oh they're, oh, they're helping us well they might be helping us but in theory they're destroying the universe in the process so what's the you know what's the greater good the lesser of two evils it does raise some interesting you know philosophical points but We'll see how long this concept goes and how long how they run with it. Well, the only other thing I was thinking about as far as this issue goes is this whole scene on, with the campfire and everything with Kilowog and John and, and Hal. They make some good points, but the one point they neglect to make in here is why Hal and Kilowog go after no launch. Because even Kilowog says, should I dispatch Lanterns, Gore and Sun and... Uh, Ath to to support uh, 0563 is their beat, and Hal says no. You're just a lantern to help me. Like he's core leader. He's not honor guard. He's not a regular lantern. He's core leader. Why is the core leader going into battle and not dispatching the lanterns who are in charge of that sector to take care of the problem in that sector? This is true, but it's also about and it's but it's also an ex, you know. It's an extension of what Hal did the first time, because don't forget, he and Kilowog kind of had a similar discussion when once they found out that you know Nolange had escaped and had and had had killed in the science cells, you know that Kilowog was trying to talk Hal out of, out of going just flying by the seat of his pants to go after her too, and he, and he just said basically it's Hal, so so he said I'm going to go do it anyway. Oh, it didn't make any sense. Didn't make any sense the first time. It doesn't make much more sense this time, except at least this time he did bring backup. 
Yeah, it's slightly, it's just, slightly, <laughs> a big backup, but just still one, just one backup. It's just to me, Hal should know better. That's all. I agree. I agree. I think there are a lot of things. I think there's a lot of things we we see in the first, um, even counting lights out, the first five or six issues at least of of Green Lantern, and it just in in his own in the in the main title that you would think Hal would be smarter than this. He would know better. His decision making would be better. So I think that's what a lot of, as we've discussed before, I think that's what a lot of people have problems with. Even though it seems to be accomplished, it's they do seem to be turning the corner a little, and it do, and it does seem to, that there were, it was a goal, and that goal wasn't just to make him out to be a schmuck. But still, that was I think a lot of people had problems that with the idea that Hal just he's despite it being Hal and he's not used to leading this many people and and having to think think as a core. You know, like literally, like an army corps commander, as opposed to just a company commander, that he that he has to think bigger picture now, and that despite that, he's you know he would he would still seemingly be better at his at the job, you would think. But yeah, is there is there anything else about this particular issue that that you wanted to point out? I mean, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot going on. No, there isn't. I don't think there there is not a lot of meat on the bones. In, in, in this issue. I mean, there were some interesting... There were some interesting points related to, uh, you know, again, should should the, should the Spectrum be patrolled and or do, they have, do, do they have the right to do it? I like that. I like that concept and the fact that it's being debated and the fact that not just Carol, you know, basically everybody, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people, have, you know, even if they're not going to say, say it to Hal, are questioning or really have doubts whether this is whether this is the the right plan of action. But I think we, I mean, I think we, and for this one issue anyway, I think we covered all the all the main points. All right, all right. Well, Green Lantern number twenty six. Uh, we pick up where we left off. Uh, Hal and Kilowatt are surrounded. Uh, Nolan tells them they can leave or they can die, uh, and Hal says, you know. And she says, "What you won't do is impede our livelihood." And he's like, "You smuggling, extortion, and con, and contract murder." Uh, and he says, "He's I'm bringing you in for unauthorized use of the emotional spectrum, and so on and so forth." Addition, in addition to all that, and then the braid men open fire, and um, Hal says, uh, <laughs> "I'm getting the impression our uniforms don't command the respect <laughs> they used to," and then. He says, let's earn it back, and he says, and, and to earn it back, he forms a Gatlin gun um, and starts firing on people. Uh, then Nolange, uh, you know, kind of uh, takes out their construct shell, their little fortress. Um, so Hal gets away and then gets Kilowog out of the line of fire by putting him in a serving plate. Um, and... Uh, Hal goes to you know deal a blow to her while Kilowog pulls her down with a weighted construct. Then a uh, gun shoots uh, Hal right before he makes the hit, a, a cannon more like it. Uh, and uh, Kilowog says, "Well, the gun hands are the sapphire. We can't handle both." So Hal says, "Fine," and he opens a channel to every lantern and says, "Core leader requesting backup. All available lanterns respond." Uh, Graf, uh, Graf and, um, Vath, Graf and Vath, Graf and, 
Sounds like a buddy cop comedy. Yep. <laughs> Graf and Vath uh, have an argument about, we're not using uh, the, the thing, we're not going to, we'll answer the call, but we won't we'll use our rings, and Vath's like, you'll use it, you'll help, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so Graf's just, or, uh, Vath is just like, whatever, grabs him in a bubble and pulls him along with him. Back to Nolange's planet, when Hal has got one of the braid men, and is protecting him from the line of fire by putting him behind a construct bar. Stupid. Um, so a little kid throws a coffee cup, a can of some sort, uh, and the regular people start riding and throwing stuff at the lanterns as well as the other people. Then two other lanterns show up, one that looks like it's made of the sun slash lava and another that looks like a female version of Groot shows up. They start fighting. And uh, they these are the lanterns that are in charge of this particular sector, by the way. Um, you know, Nolange basically says, you know, I've got my, ho- uh, my whole world devoted to me. You know, they'll fight you. And Hal's like, you want to go planet to planet? We can do that, and Mogo shows up right then. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure Mogo is creating a uh, ring out of the Oa bits because it looks like the ring came with him. Yep. Um, so all the lanterns respond, and there's John and Vath and Graf and a bunch of other people. Uh, there's Estelle. Cool. And... Uh, I forget the girl's name. Whatever. Aresia. There we go. They're all coming down and, uh, you know, flying down and whatever. Everybody starts fighting. And uh, Hal's like, uh, hey, Mogo, you want to do something about this? Uh, so he adjusts the gravity and bas- basically causes the entire planet to shake. People get terrified. So Mogo stops it. And... Um, Basically, they're all ready to fight again, and Nolange is like, fine, I'll give up the ring. So she gives up the ring, and he's like, uh, spread the word. The Green Lantern headquarters is mobile. We'll be anywhere, anytime. And she says, I'll spread the word. Whenever uh, any lantern uses any ring, you destroy the universe. And she walks off before she can explain. The Braid men have negotiated for her, uh, for her uh, release by turning themselves in. So they do that, and Hal just makes a comment about how it took every lantern to to confiscate the ring of a renegade one renegade star sapphire. Uh, and then they see you can see that the chick that was hitting on Kilowog in the first issue, the bar chick, and the kid that threw the can uh, are actually both Durlins, and they're underground spies basically. And that ends the issue. There's some Channel 52 stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's super relevant. No, I don't think it's super relevant Mm-mm. in this one. Mm-mm. None of Most of them usually aren't, but the, at least the one in the next issue, at least for a head of curiosity, is at least somewhat interesting. I wish they'd just go uh, back to letters pages. I'm sick of... I'm sick of like concept art. I'm sick of this new fifty, uh, this Channel Fifty Two stuff. 
I'm sick of all this stuff they're trying. The only thing that ever worked and to me justified taking up that space was letter pages. It certainly would be a better use. It would be a better use of the pages, that's for sure. Yeah. So what do you think? It's, it's like we've kind of touched on a few minutes ago. It's kind of odd again that the two of that Hal and Kilowog, the two of them can't really do better against one star Sapphire and a bunch of people, a bunch of guys with guns. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think, and some, and some of you know some of Hal's, some of some I don't know. Again, it play goes back to his decision making and how he handles things. The way he confronts the kid after he gets hit in the head with the can, and he kind of goes, "Oh yeah, your dad is a crook, you know. <laughs> you know, so is the crew he runs with. You'd be better off without him." He's talking. Supposedly, he's talking to the, the guy's kid, his son. Is he really gonna think that's gonna work? <laughs> is his son really gonna go? Oh, you're right. Father's a jerk. <laughs> I don't need him anymore. <laughs> it's like a, that, it's so it's so dumb. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The fact that. The whole point of them coming here, yes, it was to get Noah Ange's ring, but she was, in, in many ways, she was the bigger threat because she's the ringleader. So, no pun intended. So, because these guys are willing to surrender, they just they let her go. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of stupid. I just, I mean, and then you have, do I do like Kilowog's comment like, uh, this one got away from us a little. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 I liked. Um, I kind of like the way they make Noah Ange kind of, you know, she's kind of, she's pretty bright and she's always like one step, ahead, you know, one step ahead. And we kind of, will, we kind of understand why she, you know, she kind of has the knowledge about the emotional spectrum, you know, once you kind of, the next issue helps, you know, define that a little bit more once you see the role that the Durlins play in, in, in this. But I don't know. I, again, like the last issue, I don't, I think there was, I don't think there was a whole lot of, whole lot of, meet in this issue either i think that was cool seeing all the all the lanterns in action fighting together yeah. but again you would think this would be you think this would kind of be mop-up duty for them yeah see and what drives me crazy is he says in the same issue i swear i'm trying to burn less light but old habits you know dot 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 he uses a serving tray to get kilowog out of the way not a standard bubble he calls the entire lantern core to his aid. I mean, I don't, he, he he instead of using just a standard shield, he creates a bar behind this dude, like it's an old western shootout. I don't. Even though there's not a lot, I mean, we don't necessarily know if if it really makes that much of a difference about what kind, what the what shape the construct takes. I would I, mean, I, I would imagine, Joe. I, I would imagine it would take more concentration and willpower to form the you know corners and and that's in, probably true, intricacies yeah. of a bar than just a you know a, a solid just a rectangle yeah. of the same size with without any other definition and other than like a block. Yeah, I, I that's probably true. That's a good point. Yeah. And he uses the brass knuckles and things like that. And but you know that's kind of, that's so in a way this just goes back to making kind of what that was pointed out before where John I think was the one who pointed out in the last issue that it's kind of hypocritical that we're trying to prevent others from using the emotional spectrum but we're going to keep using it and we're going to keep using it also to prevent other people from using it and at the same time you're using a hell of a lot more energy than or just at least as much energy if 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 you you and the other cores that you were trying to capture were doing their own thing 
you're not using any less energy by going going after them into an all-out battle and having ring you know construct after construct be thrown at each other. So I don't know. It's so what did you, what did you think? Did you did you this techni- I mean in a way this well, even though the issue 27 kind of ties into this, but in a way this was almost like a two issue. I mean these the first two issues were kind of 25 and 26 were really tied together. So did you did you did you like that little mini storyline or or could you care less about it? I, I could care less. It's just it's oh it might be the new 52 doing it and and I'm not about to go on another rant, but I think it might be long story short, I think it might be I personally think Hal should know better than to be doing the things he's doing in these issues. Calling all the lanterns to do this backup. Him and Kilowog going to this planet in the first place without sending the uh, the lanterns responsible for the sector there first. You know, so on and so forth. So, I don't know. And whenever... Um, uh, what's their name? Uh, speaking of, my, my new favorite lantern, Goran's son. Yeah, he's cool. He's very cool. Cool looking. Um, but... Well, it's Kilowog that says this. He says, uh, not that I don't appreciate the extra hands, guys, hands, Gorn's son, but just you two, we're tussling with the planet here. Uh, I thought that was Hal, but even so, like you two were doing any better, you're really going <laughs> to put down two other lanterns for showing up to help you out? <laughs> you two weren't doing diddly squat, and one of you's core leader, the other was the trainer of the entire core. And you. I know, but. So there's, more, there's more experience between the two of them than probably, than probably almost at least like 70% of the other core members combined, and yet... <laughs> and yet you're you're criticizing these two lanterns for going, just you two? Like, you two were doing any better. <laughs> this girl is tough! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, not, and not to... What natural abilities do Hal and Kilowog have? This dude is burning hot lava stuff. And this chick is firing these uh, wooden stick things. So it's not just, like, lantern energy. They, they themselves are their own weapons. So, I mean, calm down. And part of the reason they should have sent the, uh, the lanterns from these... The, the sector that's in charge of... Uh, or the, the lanterns in charge of the sector is not just because it's their sector, but... And this is going to sound so stupid. But because it's their sector, they know what is going – like they know about the Bradesmen. They know how these planets operate. They know about the politics, the blah, blah, blah. That's that's part of the reason why you send lanterns from a specific, sex, uh, a specific sector to deal with problems in that sector. Not just because they're the lantern of that sector, but because they're familiar with their sector. And plus, it would seem like less of an, inv- of an intrusion or an invasion. Yeah, like a, a, a bowl of vaccine and a human showing up. Yeah, I mean, it, they would, and they'd be more likely to be treated with more respect because they are from from that sector. Unless, of course, you happen to be going to a planet that the planet you're that Green Lantern from, they're like they're they're complete they're arch enemies and they have a long history together. Then yes, it were, then you would have a problem. But assuming that there isn't that built-in animosity or built-in, you would then. That's redundant, but that animosity that's built in, you wouldn't think that that, that would happen. It, yes, it would. It would make sense. You would. It would. I think that's a that's a good obs, a good observation. But it's Hal being Hal, and we know how that's worked out so far in the in the 
in the post John's era is of leading the core. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess it doesn't really matter. Lanterns have this one st- stipulation about them now throughout the entire universe. So it doesn't matter which lantern shows up; it's still a Green Lantern. So I guess there's a negative view there, no matter what. Oh yes, that's that's true. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if we're running through these or if there really just isn't that much meat to them. I honestly think we're, I mean, I think we're, there might be little bits and pieces we could talk about more, maybe. But I don't, I really think that, you know, I think we're being fair to them. I think it's just, I don't think we're trying to rush through it or, or we're trying to speed along through it. It's just that there isn't that, there really isn't that much there, which is, and to be fair, it's kind of kind of how we felt, I believe, when we went through these like the first few issues of Green Lantern. Yeah. After, and not counting lights out, but when we did twenty one through twenty three, that I think it was it was similar, at least with this title. Not, I think we thought New Guardians had more meat to it, which it did, but for the most part, you know, there isn't a, a there isn't a lot there. So. Yeah. It was a little more contained. I mean, it's not like it. Even though, obviously, now, from the issue we're about to go into next, going forward, it's kind of tied directly to the whole Derlin-Kuhn thing um, more. But up to this point, at least, they still had some self-contained story arcs, you know, kind of like smaller arcs inside the bigger arc, and kind of left the core to be dealing with, you know, all the Derlin stuff, you know, issue in and issue out, for better or for worse. But now, once we get into this issue, kind of like core and... uh, Green Lantern are both kind of dealing with it head on, which makes sense because really they are, despite all the titles, they, you know, they are really the only Green Lantern books. I mean, New Guardians really is not a Green Lantern book at the moment; it's a White Lantern book. It's a Kyle book, and with with, a, with the New Guardians with him, the Templar Guardians, but it's not really a book about a Green Lantern at the moment. So it would make sense that the only two books really focusing on Green Lanterns, uh, month in and month out, are the ones that are kind of covering this entire storyline. Yeah. Well, three small points. One, is Mogo about to take out their moon? Or is that just a planet far away? I don't... I, I close the issue. I don't think he was going to take out the moon, though. I don't think he would have done that. No, I mean, that little purple ball between the asteroid field around Mogo and Mogo himself. It's Mogo, this little purple ball... The uh, remains of Oa, and then the Green Lantern, and then uh, the planet that Noland is on. Did Mogo just place the rings of his his new ring and himself between a planet (laughs) and its moon? (laughs) No, I think it's. I don't think that. I don't think they're supposed to be that close necessarily. Okay. I think it's a distance thing because there's other. if, If you actually look, there's other planets there. Or moons, whatever they are, but you see, there's just a bunch of different colors there too. Oh, there's come on, Mark, there. that's no moon. <laughs> it's a space station. <laughs> um, they're probably planets. I mean, they're probably supposed to be planets, I assume. But causing a planet-wide earthquake, overkill. Yeah, I think so. Not, not exactly, not exactly a good move if you, to try to to try to get respect as opposed to fear out of your out of people. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're, we're the good guys, and, and if you don't believe us, we're going to destroy your effing world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like I like how um, uh, 
they don't want to those three lanterns don't want to use uh uh ring energy but on the on the page where Hal says, I can assure you your worlds will have our full and undivided attention, Tomar 2 is clearly holding a construct, uh, what looks like a crowbar, for absolutely no reason other than to have an intimidating stance. Actually, I think he actually is holding a crowbar. No, it's it's green. It's construct See, I, green. On mine, it's not. Oh, it's not. No, and he's standing in front of Hanu, correct, in that yeah. panel? Yeah, I'm quoting... And the hard copy that I'm looking at, it's not glowing at all. It looks like it's actually a piece of metal. Okay, so my mine is green. It's it's absolutely a construct in mine. Interesting. Funny how that works. Um, and my my third and final point, just like I said when she first showed up, Nolange looks hotter without the ring than she does with it. Even though you don't get the best. You don't get the best look at her in this issue without the. I don't know. I just like the way her hair is like all flowy and. Oh, her hair! Yeah, her her hair is better. There's no doubt her hair is better when she's not wearing the little tiara thing. But. Yeah. But the view from behind in the last issue was pretty good. <laughs> Sapphire thongs coming to a store near you. You can you can see a view from behind when she's walking back into the crowd in the next page. Yeah, but it's kind of it's more of a. Oh oh, you don't you want the close up, huh? Well, I don't think that necessarily was an accident shot. It's like, ooh, I mean, it, it was it was kind of artistic from the point of view of, of from the storytelling point of view, just like she's hovering above them, looking down at them. But it's it's also like, a, you know, I don't think we're I don't think anyone's going to really mind if we show a, a nice tight butt here either, <laughs> and that's what they do. Moving on. <laughs> All right, issue twenty-seven. Issue twenty-seven. The new face of evil is the cover, and it shows a Dorland basically copying Hal Jordan. New face of evil, Hal Jordan, written by Robert Vendetti and Dale, and drawn by Dale Eaglesham, who of course we will know more of or see much more of now that he's going to be doing the Sinestro book. So this picks up this picks up back on Mogo. Harsh realities is what the. The title of the story inside is called. That's the actual title of the issue. John Salick, and they can they continue to work on rebuilding the Citadel and everything else on Oa to build real structures. Since Oa is kind of since Mogo's done good things with caves and everything else, but but they actually need buildings now. So John's using his architect know-how to help reinforce everything and use a cement until it. To reinforce the cement as it cures, everything else. We switch inside the Citadel when Hal's talking to Sorenik. And they're talking about the new infirmary and how it's coming along. And as those two talk, we switch over to your friend and mine, St. Walker, who, who wakes up from his coma that he's been in since Lights Out. And he screams, Relic! And you know, St. Walker is just kind of his first concern is going on, is looking for Worth, where's Brother Worth? Hal, first, while this is going on, Hal kind of gives credit to Sornik for saving him, and she points out, well, I, I didn't really do this. I think it really had to do with the healing properties of the Blue Ring. And Hal, unfortunately, has the task of telling St. Walker that the rest of the Blue Lanterns are all dead, that he's the last one. And he talks about how the Blue Light of Hope was extinguished, and, you know, what caused this. And how it gives him fills in the blank from everything that's happened after St. Walker got blasted 
back on what Elpis, I believe, that how you know Relic came to drain all her rings, that the emotional spectrum is limited. And so St. Walker is crying, which is a kind of a sad thing to see. He tells him that Kyle's gone too, which seems, which which is a really it really, really impacts St. Walker as you know, as as a double whammy behind knowing that his core is gone. And Hal tries to give him a pep talk. It's like, you know, I've said I've set up this great new mission that we we're gonna patrol the emotional spectrum to try to uh conserve the energy and so I need you to get back in action. And St. Walker's still crying and he goes, I just can't do that and he, and he I I just can't do it. You know, if if all if every lantern ring is draining the emotional spectrum and basically killing the universe every time we use the rings, since the blue light is the most powerful light of all, you know, we do the most damage to it. Or I do the, right now. I would do the most damage to it, and I can't. And I can't do that. And when he says that, uh, the ring starts leaving his finger, saying, "Hope no longer detected." And what you, which, and what's even more gut wrenching is Saint Walker just sits, it's kind of like slumps over onto his cot in the infirmary, going, "All is not well." And Hal tries to get Saint Walker to, you know, talk some more, and Sorenic goes, "You just got to give him time, Hal. He's just, he's trying to make sense out of everything." And Saint Walker just keeps kind of going, keeps mumbling, "Not well," which is interesting that, um, to to note, and it will continue in the next few issues is that while hope is no longer detected on St. Walker, the ring still hovers over him and does not leave to go search for another bearer. So that is something to, to keep in mind. We, Sornick actually throws in one, actually Hal, excuse me, throws in one thing right at the end before we leave the firmary. Take care of him, Sornick. If there's one, if there's one thing we can't afford to lose, it's hope which is pr- pretty telling and it, important too in the big picture. We have, we switched to the command center, Hal and Kilowog are there. And they're interesting enough. They're talking about Sinestro. They're trying to figure out where he is, where the, where the Sinestro core is. You know, Hal's going, you know, we really should hit them while they're in disarray before they get together, before they make a plan, before they come back. And that's when Kilowog once again, or specifically points out, what about all the convicts that we turned loose, you know, when all was about to destroy it? Those crooks are our responsibility. And Hal kind of points out, there's a lot on his plate, we're going to do that. You know, we have to prioritize, and he goes, he kind of point. he says, it's tough to focus on a guy who calls himself Balfunga the Unrelenting when a few thousand fear-wielding maniacs are out there somewhere. At that moment, Vaz contacts Hal to let him know that the, the ship is arriving with the Braid Clan members who surrendered in the last issue. Um, as the prisoners get are about to be turned over, they try to they rebel and they do it for your Prixium for for Noel Ange. Um, so the Green Lanterns try to corral the the prisoners including the cute little fish guy muck muck so the uh some of the, some of the braidsmen get captured but some of them escape and they're hiding in the woods on mogo and that's when they find that their con their contact showed up who seemingly is just a cook on on mogo he helps take off their shackles and he gives them all weapons that have been proven to be lantern killers 
And meanwhile, <laughs> Muck Muck over there, uh, following Vaz, Vaz's lead, he's trying to count the prisoners, but the prisoners not accidentally or pacing in circles to try to keep it and make it extremely difficult for the lanterns to actually figure out how many of them are there. Uh, the braidsman and the cook are going to sneak into a back way of the citadel and they're expecting it to, you know, oh, no one ever really uses this way and they walk in and they find that's where the the infirmary is. And Soren kind of stares right at them they stare at her. Then they then they start opening fire. They start they they blast another lantern. Uh, she you know Sornik just basically loses it and just says stop stop firing. You know this is an this is an infirmary. There's wounded here. You know basically do what you need. Leave. But you know don't hurt anyone in the infirmary. She tells our friend Goran's son over there not to do anything. Rings down. So there's kind of a standoff for a few minutes whether whether they're going to just walk out or they're going to do more shooting. But they the braidsman at least lets Sornik has her way and they leave. Sornik contacts Hal. She tells him to sound the general alarm. The braidsmen are loose. And then right at that moment, Hal gets cracked in the back of the head. He gets not and he gets kicked in the face and he's unconscious. And while, as he's on the ground... The cook reveals himself to be a Durlin who copies Hal Jordan and takes his place, which is, which is a really cool panel, which I'll talk about when we get to the end, the way Hal looks in that panel. <laughs> and there's a cute little conversation there, a comment anyway, between the Braidman and, and the Durlin pretending to be Hal. When, he, when, he, the, when the Braidman goes, you know, right down to a fake ring and a fake finger. Do you even remember what your real face looks like, Durlin? He goes, most days, I don't remember what my true gender is. And that was kind of, I thought that was kind of funny. And basically what happens, the Durlin impersonates Hal. He makes an announcement to the entire universe. He makes it clear that you know, the Green Lantern Corps is basically under new leadership, that they're going to, they're dealing with, they're, they're not going to basically take any crap. And he also announces to the world that it was basically proven that the, there's an, that there's a reservoir to the emotional spectrum, that our power is finite, and just because, but just because it's finite doesn't mean we're not going to use, keep using our weapons. You know, we're, we've deemed the draining of the emotional spectrum to be a necessary cost, whether it harms all of you or not. And we will basically we're going to do what we want to do, and because we think it's right. So they show different reactions all across the all across the universe. You have Baz, Baz on Earth, guy. In his space cruiser, you got Mo- other lanterns reacting on Mogo. You have Zamoran reacting. You got back to the planet Nellowell, the planet nu- Numerocron. Everybody's just going basically down with the Green Lanterns, down with the Green Lanterns. And the fake Hal goes, this is what awaits any world that stands in, in our way. And they show the images of Mogo shaking the planet of Dakan. In the last issue, the new era of the core starts now. You have been warned. Then the fake Durland stops the transmission, turns back into his chef persona. Hal tries to stop the Braidsman from escaping with. I'm trying. Is that energy or is it like money, Chad? Do you happen to see that or no? Well, you can. 
you'll, you probably don't have it in front of you, so you can let me know. Uh, that, uh, you're talking about those brick you, things? Yeah. Is that energy? That's got to be energy because he pushes a button and it explodes. Well, I didn't get to that part yet, but you were correct. <laughs> yeah. You are correct. So it's like a bomb, basically, almost, yeah. or it could be used. But it, so, it's, so Hal traps, traps the Braidsman in that. Um, Hal finds that at the same time because of his great his quote-unquote transmission all the sector houses of the green lanterns across the universe are being attacked and they need backup the braidman points out the revolution begins and he explodes the the bomb in the citadel kilowog finds a damn you know a stunned how he goes you know what the hell he didn't not quite in those words what was the explosion what were you thinking sending that broadcast how points out that it wasn't me that it was you know that it was a, it was a setup and the Braidsman surrendering, that whole thing was a setup. And he just points out that basically war has just been declared on the core. And we cut to a whole – we cut to a scene of – again, of all the, of the sector houses being attacked, of the coons attacking. And everybody's looking – all basically all hell's breaking loose. All the Green Lanterns out there are, are under attack and need help. And that pretty much ends this issue. And the only – and the interesting point – we talked. We kind of hinted at in, in Channel 52, is that there's a l- nice little splash page there of, of Batman fighting Superman, and su- and they mention the fact of they're squaring off, and it's possible that an un- it's unconfirmed reports that an alien tyrant named Mongol may be involved. So they go out of their way to give Green Lantern the Mongol one shot to set him up as a Green Lantern villain, and apparently he's going to show up being a Superman villain. And a Batman villain before he shows up in Green Lantern again, and that's kind of the end of twenty seven. <laughs> All right, first first things first. This broadcast where he starts off saying, "For those of you who don't recognize me, I'm Hal Jordan, leader of the Green Lantern Corps." Does this mean everybody on Earth knows who Hal Jordan is now? Um. <clears throat> That's a good point. Well, it doesn't mean that. I mean, you have to look at the way they're all getting getting their getting their information on these screens through the ring. It's possible that mm-hmm. the technology on Earth maybe didn't pick up, wouldn't pick up on that kind of. Uh, I don't know the the this uh, light cruiser. It's not showing up on. Uh, guy's ring or anything it's showing up on the oh no screen. i know it's showing up in a monitor kind of like in a way it's showing up like on a, on a monitor or a crystal on Zamron. but i'm saying the technology is much more advanced so maybe it, it's a good point though i don't know i that's a good that's a good pickup i i don't know if that's if that's the case so yeah i mean because it's the it's even showing up on the screen in these various bars across the universe well, yes, I know. So, I do. I it's just that again, our technology compared to theirs is just so Mickey Mouse that maybe it's not like Mickey Mouse. Maybe uh, maybe we're not intergalactic Wi-Fi compatible the way they are. I don't know. Uh-huh. I guess uh-huh. it, it could. Yeah, he'll show up at Disney World. <laughs> Hi, kids. <laughs> You're all screwed. I'm Hal Jordan. Fuck you. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Um, Remember me when I went nuts? <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing. And I don't know if you were going to bring this up, but it happens before he gets changed by a Durlin. Do you notice how his, his eye mask has the points to it? 
Yeah, it does kind of. Ha- yeah, it's got it it's got like the parallax the the parallax horns on the top of it. Uh. Well, what I was going to point out was, and it's somewhat related to that, is that page um, after the Durlin first copies Hal, that the the Durlin Hal looks just like just has a completely uh, other than the costume, of course, but facially he just looks like parallax so much. Uh, which is good. I mean, it's a good. I mean, Eagle Sham, when he does Hal, seemingly he's hit or miss. That a lot of times he's really good, and sometimes it seems like in a way he's got more problems with Hal than he does with some of the other characters as far as consistency. But that was one. But that was one panel I thought that was really cool of Hal because it just looks like he definitely reminds me of of classic Parallax. Yeah. Well, there's also the fact that, as far as art styles go, this has no inker. It's just uh, penciler and colorist. So that's the way. That's why it looks the way it does. That's true. There is no inker in this issue. So, uh, Blue Lantern fan, what did you think of the uh, Saint Walker part? First of all, I thought he drew a great Saint Walker. Mm-hmm. I thought, and I think he did a pretty good job at storing it. She doesn't look completely like she normally does, but I, I think, obviously, we better get used to it because uh, since he's going to be drawing Sinestro Corps, the Sinestro book, I should say, and that Sorenik is supposed to be a major player in that book at some point, that I guess we're going to see a lot more of Eagle Sham Sorenik. I like, I like the Sorenik. I think, when he did, a, he drew a great Saint Walker. It was depressing, but of course, I, I, I think. I think we kind of alluded to this maybe during Lights Out that we kind of knew it made sense that as hopeful as St. Walker is, the odds of him just waking up and going, okay, time to get back to work, that it probably wasn't going to happen like that, that he probably was going to need, he was, there was going to be some kind of hero quest he had to go on to, you know, to completely rediscover his faith and that, and to believe that what he was, especially now with the, not maybe if it wasn't for the fact that the spectrum the finite spectrum aspect was now first and foremost. Maybe if that had not was not on the board, then maybe he would have picked up a lot quicker. Even though he lost all his blue lanterns, but he still would have believed in his mission and that he was what he was doing was right. I think that's his biggest issue right now is that his quest is that he has to question whether what he's doing is really right or not because because of its effect on the universe. So I think his reaction was kind of. His reaction was, I think, fairly normal or a fairly tip what you would expect it to be. Um, you would think personally, you would think he'd be more upset about Warth and, and all the Blue Lanterns being wiped out than just Kyle being wiped out, since even though he and Kyle have a personal relationship, they don't have, they're not as, clo- I mean, they're somewhat close, but they're not super, super, super close. You can make a case, you know, philosophically, they they, they have similar similar paths and not just because of their relationship with Ganthet but especially now because St. Walker basically is kind of what Kyle was St. Walker is going is he will be I'm sure once the ring comes back online for him he's going to be the torchbearer for the Blue Lantern Corps until the Corps comes back so he and Kyle actually will have even more in common than they had before just being kind of chosen by Ganthet but it was depressing but it was but the fact that the ring did not leave him because it just says hope no longer detected, which I guess is somewhat different than probably saying that you're without hope. Um, that 
it's kind of implying that it's there. It's just maybe too. It's just not registering enough at the moment. That, or that the ring knows well enough to know that there's hope in there, but so it's not leaving him yet. It just need. It's just not enough of a spark to stay on, or else you would think we'd go find another user. Mm. So, um, let me ask some, some along the same lines. Do you think Hal and uh, Saint Walker are friends? Would you consider them friends? I would like to think so. I mean, kind of. I almost mentioned this when you when I was just talking about Kyle. Hal and Saint Walker actually should have a much closer relationship than Kyle because mm. they've spent much more time together. Yeah, but Kyle's wielded a blue ring and all of this stuff. There, I guess he might feel more of a kinship with him. That's that's true, and and because of the hero quest that Kyle was on to, to learn the spectrum and because, and again, it could just be that tie in with Ganthet too, mm. that Ganthet, that he knew that St. Walker would know how important Kyle was, Kyle was to Ganthet and vice versa that. Mm. But I, I would think, I would think that they were friends. I mean, I, I don't think, but you, I, you, the very you don't get that feeling here though. Like Hal's just like, everybody's dead. Relic was right. Kyle's gone too. Hey, uh, I got a new mission. I need you back uh, in action. Right. Like, there's no comforting. There's no, I understand, buddy. There's no, yeah, you know, Kyle was important to me, too. You know, there's n- there's none of that. It's just, yeah, people are dead, but I need you back in the game, dude. Yeah, it's business as usual for Hal. Yeah. That's part of the problem of where he is. I, as I, I was going to say, that I think the friendship would be, I th- I would have assumed the friendship would have been felt more of St. Walker feeling it for Hal than the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, because that would be almost that would also be more indicative of their relationship to begin with. Because Saint Walker was always kind of warm and open towards Hal, and Hal was kind of kind of always a borderline dick in the beginning to Saint Walker. Obviously, that has changed once he realized you know Ganthet wasn't trying to replace the core and all this other you know with with the blues and all this other stuff. But I would think Saint Walker would feel some kind of bond with Hal maybe more than. But yes, I I agree. But then again. Like we've talked about, this is yeah, this is this is you know ch- chalk it up to another another thing that Hal's doing that he probably should know better or right, that his bedside you know bedside manner good, uncheck. It's like no, because that's just not you know he's not being comforting. He's he's like a oh by a, oh by the way everybody's dead. You're, you're the last one left. We're, we're destroying the universe from user rings. That being said, suck it up and get back in the game. <laughs> I want you blue, and I want you now, damn it. Yeah, I don't know. You know it wasn't the finest moment for Hal Jordan, that's for sure. You know what was funny to me? And I'm totally skipping ahead. When uh, when Vaz is telling Muck Muck to line... <laughs> Muck Muck. To... <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> when, when Vaz is telling him to line them up single file, and, and Muck Muck says, yes, Warden Vaz, you see that panel? Yes. What does that look like to you? Does that remind you of anything? What in particular? I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Shoot! Shoot her! Shoot her! No, I'm not placing. Jurassic Park. <laughs> eh, when they're maybe. when they're unloading the raptor, this looks like the gates to the raptor cage. Yeah, I could see that. Now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm looking for it, yeah, I could, yeah, I could, I, I could see that. Uh, the second I saw it, is like, wait a sec, <laughs> is there Jurassic Park on the middle of Mogo? I mean, it's a big planet. I don't see why not. 
Muck, muck. You know what I want to see? And this is going to be a total, total tangent. But you know how the way the lay of the land is literally on Mogo, how the there's the band of green and there's the Green Lantern symbol. And all the green yes. you see on Mogo is supposed to be land and the rest is water. I wonder if there's right. I wonder if there's like a, like, like a tiny little speck of land out in the middle of that giant freaking ocean <laughs> on one of the sides, and you know, like Mogo takes a nap and someone gets stranded out there, and the one issue is a story about how they're supposed to get back. <laughs> like they can, they can't tell Mogo, hey, we're stuck. Can you like build a land bridge or something? <laughs> He's sleeping. <laughs> Mogo's taking a Mogo's in hibernation. <laughs> Their rings run out, and they're like, "Oh man!" <laughs> because that, that that ocean isn't like you know our ocean. It's like it's it's literally half the planet, plus some is ocean. Like there's no land masses or anything in there <laughs> to break it up. Uh, anyways, um, more Durlin stuff. Yes. Mm. You know what? I, I like the way that. Um, Eaglestram did the uh, uh, Goran's son. Yeah, he was pretty cool. He look he he looks he looks more in, in a way he looks more intimidating like this. Yeah, he looks more lava esque. Um, on the page where they break into the medical bay the first time, and Goran's son's looking over that tentacled dude. Yep. Do you see the lantern to the right? The box-like lantern that looks oh, yeah. like taped up yeah. and duct taped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless that's their post office box. This is this is a, a living being that just happens to be shaped like a rectangle <laughs> that is bandaged, quote-unquote, with what looks like duct tape. <laughs> Oi. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? It should work. Um, oh, and, and Sora's protecting him, too, when she says stop. That's true. She is in front of him. Yeah, he's right, he's right behind her. He's still got his duct tape bandage. And he's right next to Goran's son. When Goran's son's saying, who cares what they want? It's funny. As he puts his boiling hot hands on the yes. lantern. <laughs> awesome. don't, don't shoot him. The mail doesn't get picked up to 10 a.m. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised they let uh, Sora and the medical, uh, in the medically injured lanterns live. Yeah, it was an interesting. I guess that was an interesting decision. But then again, I mean, you could look at it and say maybe the braid braidsmen have some sense of honor, but you can also look at it. Well, they're there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, they they they're, they're really there for one for one reason, and obviously, as as far as certainly as far as the Durlins are concerned, to make sure that transmission goes through. So, what do you think of the transmission? Well, it's it's, inter- it's interesting because I think it's always interesting when you when you have a villain basically tell tell the, the absolute truth, and either somebody does completely doesn't believe it, or people completely do believe it, <laughs> and you and you just left it, you know, you and it's like you have to deal with deal with the repercussions of it. It's like nothing nothing that he said other than coming across as a as an arrogant jerk, which of course some people would say, you know, that isn't out of character for, for Hal anyway, <laughs> that 
other than coming across, you know, as a jerk, that everything he said was the facts of what he said were completely accurate. Mm-hmm. You know that. So it's just it's using it's just using something that was hidden that was you know secret supposed to be secret knowledge and making it public and now they have to deal with deal with the repercussions of that. Yeah, you think Hal would learn would have learned his lesson from the Guardians about keeping secrets? Yeah, that's true, but it is kind of. But that's kind of that's kind of a, when you think about it though that's kind of a touchy one because because how do you how do you really let that let that one out and not expect people to f- either fear you a lot have you know f- not have the same kind of respect for you and fear you more not because oh what you might do to them or just the, the fact that if you do something to them it's the double whammy of you're also shortening the life of the universe in the process yeah I mean I guess you could make a case it might keep I might be able to keep some sectors more in line because they'll because they'll do it just not because they're afraid of getting whacked with green energy, but just because the green you know they don't want to they don't want to uh, kick that countdown clock you know ten minutes closer to doomsday. But it's 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 a it's a fine line. It it, it really is. Um, that's why again like this whole f- emotional spoke spectrum being a limited thing. That's these are all the different things they have to deal with now, and that's another aspect of it. Of course, how the universe reacts. All of a sudden, all sector houses start coming under attack. Like there wasn't enough bad will towards the Green Lanterns to begin with, thanks to the Guardians. <laughs> was that a pun? Bad will? Maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> I like how everybody just immediately assumes it's Jordan doing this. Like in, in their entire experience as a Green Lantern Corps or with Hal Jordan themselves... None of them thinks at all that it might be not him. <laughs> Both Badge and Baz, Guy, Kilowog, <laughs> the Zamorans. What is he doing? And then when Kilowog comes up to him, hey, what was that all about? Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody gives him the benefit of the doubt whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, you would, you would think some people... Well, I guess I guess in a way, what they're playing on is the fact that his 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 leadership for the first six issues up to this point has been so, has been so shitty as as a, as a whole that they they really can't put it past him actually just making another bad decision. I think that's kind of, in a way. I think that's part of what's part of what you're supposed to take from it that that it's it's a really bad decision. But considering the decisions he's made, can we really say it's out of character? True, and if. If that if that's the the point, then I guess it kind of makes sense to have Hal uh, make such crappy decisions. Like maybe maybe the writers are intentionally having Hal make crappy decisions to serve this point, but I don't know if it comes at the expense of going against everything that the character is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not that Hal hasn't made crappy decisions before and won't make them again. It's just, you know, when you put the history of Hal that we have and all the experiences he's been through, it just seems like he's making more crappier decisions than you think someone of his history and experience should be. I agree. Yeah. So. Anything else? No, I think we touched on it. It is kind of it was kind of funny with that uh, 
Channel 52 thing. Because <laughs> I remember, I remembered as we discussed during the Villains Month issue, do you think Mongol's a Green Lantern villain or a Superman? Or do you see him as a Green Lantern or Superman villain now? And it's, it's like, oh, he's a Green Lantern villain. And then, of course, let's have him show up seemingly in Batman and Superman first. Jesus. Like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, listener feedback? Sure. Sounds good. Epic. So, listener feedback. We're going to start... Um, now, we might have already covered some of this before, so sorry if we already have, um, but it won't be that much more. Um, we're just going based off the last uh, record date and stuff like that. So we're going to start with February 8th and kind of rocket our way through some of this stuff. Um, I'm not going to read uh, everything word by word, uh, just pick out some stuff. Uh, February 8th was, for those of you who don't remember, Green Lantern Day. That means uh, the month, February, is the second month, the date, the 8th, and the year 2014, so that's 2814, so Green Lantern Day. Um, Yay! Huzzah! Um, <laughs> Flodo, always a big follower of us, was happy uh, Happy Green Lantern Day to the voice of the core, uh, Blogavoa and Lantern Cast, so that was cool. Uh, and uh, so, and thanks also go out to uh, the blog of a runner, Myron, uh, to Phil, to Mike, to Justin, um, and everybody. Uh, Tower of Fate and Hornet's Nest. Um, and Je- Jesse, Jesse uh, uh, tweeted us and said that Van Jensen was at his local LCS um, uh, on Green Lantern Day. So uh, that was cool. Hopefully you got to get some uh, good signatures from him. Shoutouts to Andy and John and Dwayne. Uh, Andy and John, always big followers on Twitter uh, as well. Uh, Jamie as well. And then uh, one of the cool things that happened on Green Lantern Day was that Kirby Crackle uh, released Ring Capacity to be a free download for 24 hours. That was pretty cool. Did you already have Ring Capacity or did you take advantage of it when you got that, when you heard about it? I did not have it before beforehand but i did take advantage of awesome so yeah so uh, awesome to kirby crackle for doing that and then for those of you who haven't heard kirby crackle uh they just sing all about geeky stuff uh and then Cor- corwin tweeted me and said uh so when are we getting that sinestro core war episodes i would uh, i come on corwin i would to join you guys i know it's 140 character limit but come on <laughs> Uh, this, there should be a like in there somewhere. Yeah, that's right, man. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Corwin. Uh, and I told him, no idea, but trust me, we already have you in mind, which we do. Uh, I mean, come on. Corwin's like, other than Jason, is the biggest uh, Sinestro slash Sinestro core fan. So it's kind of hard not to have him involved in that. Uh, and we've told you guys before, it's a it's a big, big uh, thing on our list to get to at some point. Um uh, Celtic uh, 527 uh, answered a tweet I sent out that said, How, "What did you honestly think of Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern from start to finish, from start to finish, not just certain parts?" And he said his one word was amazing. Um, and even though I said, uh, uh, Mike said, uh, oftentimes amazing, but too bogged down with events, still very much enjoyed it. So there's that. Uh, Dowd, I said, uh, happy Valentine's Day, loyal listeners. And uh, I, uh, the, the JL8 webcomic creator, if you haven't read JL8, you really should. 
So it says, uh, you light up my life to all you fine, sexy people from the Lantern cast crew. And that was me, not Mark. So if anybody feels weird about that, <laughs> there you go. Anybody, anybody, feel, you feel weird about that when you saw it? No. No, you, you felt, you felt it was earned. You are a fine, sexy person. <laughs> I, I, I trust your judgment, Chad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so shout out to Dow to um, and this is a, a Twitter handle Black Girl Nerds, uh, as well as uh, Greg Electric G and Aridane, Seahorse Calvary Tony Ricky. Uh, Ricky actually said, "Who else thinks that uh, Kaznia Solo would make a the perfect Aresia Arab rap rap whatever her name is last name?" Have you have you heard of this this person? I may know of her visually, but the name isn't ringing a bell. What, what was she in? I have no idea. It says, but on Twitter, she's got uh, 65.4K followers. So it says it's the uh, official Twitter account of K-S-E-N-I-A and then last name Solo. I don't know what she was in. Let me see. Maybe I can figure it out real quick. This is riveting podcasting, I know. Just found her Facebook page. Uh, sh- uh, it, I, I saw her nationality, and it's it says Canadian and Latvian, but I thought it was like Latveria or something. <laughs> yeah. Second, uh, Doctor Doom's sister. She is. Let's see. I see Black Swan and Lost Girl uh, for her some of her uh, movie credits. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Lost Girl, the TV show, Black Swan, the movie, my freaking internet would start acting straight. There we go. Um, Nikita for like one episode, Life Unexpected for a little while, Moonlight when that was on the air for a little bit. Um, I'm not seeing anything else that's super standout here. But she's really pretty. Great eyes. Yeah, do you, you think she would look make a good Aresia? I'm not sure, only because like, it's hard to picture her orange for some reason. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> hard to picture anybody orange. That that's, that's actually other than than the Lord please, it's kind of yeah, it is kind of a good point. Um, probably. Yeah. Uh, also, thanks to Flodo, to Mike, to Andy, to Dwayne, to Scott to um, a bunch of people uh, between the pages, so on and so forth, Valiant Podcast. I had a couple of days there where I was like, hey, everybody tell Jeff Johns you should come over on this uh, on the Lantern Cast. And lots of people retweeted and tweeted Jeff Johns themselves with their own tweets. And like Scott said, the foremost Green Lantern Podcast, Lantern Cast would be honored to have a chat with you. I'm a huge fan of you and their podcast. Uh, Dwayne said you should check out Lantern Cast, a must-listen to for any Green Lantern fan. So that's awesome. I really appreciate that, guys. I know we do. Um, Scott has always been a big supporter of the Green Lantern Green Arrow podcast. I uh, really like the second episode that I put up with uh, with a uh, with Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill. Uh, I don't know if we had a chance to talk about that that on the air. Did you get a chance to listen to that episode, Mark? Yes, that episode I did. Okay. That was a very yeah, – you did a really good job with that. Thank you. 
with those interviews. Awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, have you listened to the third one yet? Third one, I honestly have not gotten an opportunity to listen How to. dare yet. you? I know, <laughs> I want, but I want to make sure I can actually listen to it as opposed to being so preoccupied and having it on in the background. Oh, I'm just, I'm just I'm, messing with you, dude. <laughs> I know you are, but I'm, I'm tell, I'm, I'm being honest. It's like I, even when I, even when I used to listen to our podcast, when I just used to listen to it, I tried to make sure at least whenever I, I, I was not so, p- not in the sober? middle of something else, you know, that you could just, that you didn't really absorb it you know i had to you wanted to make sure you were give it the concentration it deserves so i am in i am interested in the episode though so i am going so i'm definitely going to do it scott also asks is mark marble on twitter yet no i am not i told him no that uh the complexities of uh twitter evade the old guy um eventually (laughs) but again i'm not a it's it's bad on some levels. It's bad enough on Facebook that you give people an update on every single thing you're doing. Twitter just seems like it just we make it so much worse. Um, Floto is also another huge supporter of the Green Lantern Green Arrow podcast. Uh, Quillian uh, also did a lot of uh, favorites and t- retweets for us. Um, actually, I'm going to have Floto on at some point on the Green Lantern Green Arrow show uh, to cover a specific issue. Um, uh, Professor Riptide, the Mighty All Comic, Dan H. Awesome, they'll they they all uh, tweets and retweets. So thanks again to those guys. Um, mostly it's it's I mean not to discount anybody else, but mostly it's Scott, Andy, Flodo, and Dwayne who are always on uh, Twitter helping us out and pimping us out stuff for us. So thank you very much, guys. We appreciate that. And of course, Def- of- definitely thank you very much. Exactly. Uh, and of course, just today, I posted a tweet about the latest episode to go up, our reviews for the Villains Month issues, uh, and Scott already uh, responded to us and said, awesome, I'll pull out my issues tonight. So he'll be you know, rereading issues in preparation for listening to an episode, so that's awesome. Uh, over on Facebook, lots of people giving shout-outs for Green Lantern Day, uh, talking about uh, ring capacity and everything. Uh, so shout-outs to everybody over there, to John, to Feliciano, uh, Mark, Jim, Dan, uh, Rachel, and everybody, uh, to Andre, Chris. Uh, I, I, on uh, on uh, Valentine's Day, I said, in today's news under the category sad, whilst browsing through the $7 Blu-ray, Blu-ray bin at Walmart, I found eight <laughs> copies of Green Lantern. That is <laughs> That is true. <laughs> Eight copies of Green Lantern just sitting in the discounted Blu-ray bin. Um, did some clearing up over on Facebook because the uh, between the the last recorded episode and uh, and uh, the time at the time I posted this, the the first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Uh, so I had to clarify that Nova came after Green Lantern. Uh, so there's that, and uh, John and Mark and Dwayne and uh, Dowd all piled on over there. Um, also talking about uh, big news, you know, I'll skip I'll skip some of the smaller stuff. Uh, well, uh, actually, one no, this this isn't small stuff. So let me see. Um, okay, and then I'll let Mark talk about his product of the week thing. Um, all right, so so big stuff. Uh, skipping over some of the rest of the smaller stuff. Uh, first big bit of news here. Uh, James is gone, guys. Lo siento. That means I'm sorry. Uh, 
gone in the sense that he is uh, no longer the producer for our show. Um, and just for those of you who wanted to know, he stepped down himself. We didn't tell him you got to stop or you're doing a bad job. Uh, but he's been doing it for three and a half years. Um, so thank you so much to 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 uh, to James for all the editing that he's done. There, you know, when he told us that he needed to step down and devote his time to other things, you know, what are we gonna say? You've been doing this for free for us for years. You're not allowed to stop. <laughs> You're getting a pay cut. That's right. <laughs> So, so he's he's more than put in his time. It's awesome, uh, and we, we thank him for all the work he's done. So if you guys – if there's any delay in episodes being posted or if there's any issue with like uh, editing, uh, Mark and I are going to try and work on it ourselves for a little while. Uh, but of course, if anybody wants to volunteer to do the editing for us, that's also uh, an option. Uh, but for now, Mark and I, or uh, one of one or both of us, will be doing the editing. So uh, bear with us a little bit as we kind of get into the swing of handling that, as well as the actual content of the show. Um, and there's a post over on the Lantern Cast page. Uh, uh, James wrote a few short words uh, saying goodbye. Uh, one of the funnier responses to James leaving was uh, was uh, Lauren saying, "Oh, James, good luck with everything, and thanks for editing out all my uh, well <laughs> beep 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 and any other beeping curses I used. <laughs> you were the best, <laughs> and I'm sure you- that was a full time job right there. That's right." <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, some other big news: uh, Mark had a birthday. That's right. Yes, yes, I did. March seventh. Uh, what are you, sixty-seven? Luckily, I'm a f- I'm far away from sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't tell us how far. <laughs> Forty forty-five, sadly. Forty-five, man. A young forty-five. That's you look good for your age. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. Most people would never guess that I'm forty-five, so that's a plus. Did you see that post I made on Facebook like just yesterday, on my own page? I caught I caught this I caught this twenty one year old kid. Oh yes, ab- the dating. Yeah, uh, about to message this girl for the first time. She was what maybe forty two, uh, on uh, plenty of fish, and it, like his first message to her was going to be one sentence. Uh, and again, first message to her. Wow, you look good for your age. <laughs> I was like, are you are you kidding me right now? <laughs> How were you raised, and would you think that is an awesome first line to a chick on a dating website? You're not nearly as ugly as I thought you would be. <laughs> Ridiculous. And speaking of love connections, um, congrats to John and Rachel, because they're finally engaged. Yay. That's right. It was uh, February 24th, right? I think so. So uh, they've got uh, I don't know what kind of rings. They, what are these? They look like what tungsten maybe? Something like that. I think so. I know tungsten is always a good choice. That's the best. The best to me. I think that's the best choice, at least from from the male point of view. Certainly hard to scratch. Almost impossible to damage those. They're they're not silver because they're too dark to be silver. <clears throat> I think they're tungsten. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, one of them's got, I think, I, I don't have the original post, because all I have is the picture we, we put up on our page. Um, 
on one side is a Star Trek badge, on the other side is the Green Lantern symbol for for uh, John's ring, and for hers it's a Mass Effect based ring. So Super Geeks got engaged, and we gave him a big old shout out, and of course it was a long time coming. So congrats, guys! Absolutely, congrats! You guys deserve the very best. And I expect you to hold the wedding in Austin, so I don't have to spend any money. <laughs> just messing with you guys that was totally selfish um uh and uh let's see uh, at some point james had a birthday but i can't find that post <laughs> that makes me feel like shit at some point james had a birthday <laughs> it was recent i know that i just can't find the post i wonder if i don't know but happy birthday to james <laughs> yes because i'm dumb um and, of course, we were talking about comics with Ryan uh, and then uh, talking about the new um, Flash uh, costume and everything, um, as well as uh, just throwing it out there. The, the website kind of went down and came back up and then went down again and came back up. And we're kind of slowly um, slowly rebuilding it and everything, so bear with us on that, on that front. And then last but not least, we were talking about uh, Mark actually posted a product of the week recently, right? I posted, and something that on our Facebook page, obviously, actually, you're the one who discovered it first, so you sh- you get all the props for this. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, the interesting S3 series of fig of pseudo Legos. They are mini. There are mini figs that, uh, to the naked eye, are Legos, but they're just not official Legos, and they. There were eight figures they've done in, the, in their first, and maybe there'll be more. But in one, the, the initial wave, there were eight figures, and they represent most of them are supposedly supposed to be anyway Hal as various color green, various color lanterns. But there's also a Sinestro with a really dark tan. There's an Atrocitus. There's the uh, Big surprise of the blue lantern with the with the extra head that makes him the same walker, which is a really good surprise. Red lantern Hal, green lantern Hal, black lantern Hal, uh, white lantern. I think technically Superman. I say it's Kyle, but the card, I think the card says Superman. It, yeah, the card does, which shocked me. You figure, oh, it's Kyle. He's got black hair, but then you look at the card because they all come. There's the twelve collectors cards. That come with the, with the figures, and it makes it. And it's supposed to be su- Superman, but then again, they call the Hal Orange figure Agent Orange, even though it's not Larfleeze, and they also gave him black hair. So that, but what can you expect, especially when the collector's cards say Green Lantern <laughs> with an M on it too? So, what do you ex- but all the little nitpicking aside, they're pretty damn cool figures, and they come with little st- little bases, and they come with little weapons, and until we have official Legos for all the cores there it's a really nice collector set the negative the negative is of course that they're not really made or the license isn't for the united states so you can't really buy them here in a store but they are available overseas uh through actually have to contact that store through the philippines actually they still owe me those extra boxes (laughs) they were supposed to send but we have a link that where most of us who have ordered them have gotten them through uh a place in China that for a really cheap price with free shipping and the link actually on our page on the article page that I posted, I, I had the link to this eBay auction, which I be, 
believe is still ongoing. It's not a time limit. They just basically keep selling more quantities of. It's a really good price. I think it was like thirteen ninety nine or something for all the figures and free shipping. That uh, it's certainly worth. It's a it's a nice it's nice a nice piece to add to your collection. So I, you should check out our check out our website. Check out lanterncast.com and that post and. Chad has the figures too, so I think he would definitely recommend uh, if you had an opportunity to get them to pick them up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the um, one of my it was Sinestro, I think. Sinestro came without an arm; he was missing an arm. It, and okay, for those of you who have bought Lego figures in the past, when you buy Lego, like I'm talking name brand Lego, the figures come already together, like the the pants and everything. Those are already assembled, and all you basically got to do is put the head on the body and the pants on the body, and that's it. Let the figure is assembled. These particular figures come like with the arms detached, the hands detached, the legs detached from the pant part, that kind of thing. So you actually have to assemble the the figure. But worry not, because like for instance, my Sinestro was missing an arm. All I had to do, because I I one of the few things I kept from my childhood is actually all the Legos I had. Um, so I went to my, my Legos and I just found a black arm from one of the, one of my figures, took it off and attached it to this one. So as far as like interchanging parts and stuff, these are basically Lego figures. Like there's, there's no part of these Legos that don't fit on an actual Lego figure, like a name brand Lego. So I, I, I don't, I don't see why we, I mean, other than, uh, the fact for, for being, um, for remaining true and being completely honest about what they are, there really is no reason not to call these Lego figures. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So, so in every sense of the word, they're they're totally awesome. Um, and a lot of the other figures they have, the minifigures they have, the Avengers and X Men, and they have a lot of they have a lot in the S series in general. They do have a lot of cool other figures and other sets available from the same from the same seller. So it's yeah they they are they are very nice. The weapons were the weapons were pretty cool. I mean you would uh you would it'd be cooler I guess to have a construct more than a gun even though some of the guns I guess you can make the case arc because of the different color uh attachments that you can make it make believe that they're constructs. But the base is cool and it definitely was a there, I mean, obviously there are a few flaws, like the, a few mistakes. Like the black lantern has the white lantern symbol on him. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake. The card is correct. The card in the box shows the right, shows the black lantern symbol, but unfortunately the figure just has the white lantern symbol copied over again onto the black uniform. But but again, they're not official. Lice, at least they're not in a in North America. They're not officially licensed products, so. You have to take the good with the bad, but there's certainly a lot more good than bad when it comes to these guys. Yeah, they're 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 and they're they're really detailed too, right? Yeah, they're good. They're uh. they're they're, they're, they're Atrocitus. I like Atrocitus. He's pretty cool. The, the little nuance, like the little nuances in some of the uni- some of the uniforms, like the difference between Red Lantern Hal and Atrocitus. I think that I think that's pretty. And yes, and obviously Sinestro was. Was stayed in the tanning bed a little bit too long, but what did still Jason pretty cool. say? What did Jason say? It was like Billy D. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look like Billy D. Williams, <laughs> <laughs> and, and his weapon should be a Colt forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> you truly belong with us up here among the clouds. Uh, <laughs> I totally butchered that line. Um, did you Did you tell him about the the Blue Lantern figure? 
about the same water. Yeah, it totally wasn't advertised either. No, it wasn't. Yes, I mentioned it, but that's why that was one of the biggest surprises when when I when I opened the set because I got I bought two sets. I got one for me, one for Chad, and I opened it up and going through them Thank all. You, by the way. You're welcome. Uh, no problem. That uh, I I. I like I'd already, I think I already opened up one. I think I opened up one color before I went to the blue, but then I noticed, you know, because they gave you like a few extra hands and things like that, but nothing. Unfortunately for Chad, not an extra arm <laughs> for Sinestro. Yeah. But then I opened up. But then I get to the blue lantern. And it's like, what's what's this other thing? And you couldn't you couldn't see it at first because you see the back. It just looks you know like a, a peg, a white peg. Then you realize and you look at it, even though it doesn't have a tail in the back, but the face and the design on the face. It's like, wow, it's, it's really supposed to be Saint Walker. That's great. It's real. It's really cool. Um, it is. It was a pleasant surprise, and it's like an. All of my extra parts are 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 now in the the Lego bin. I don't know where the extra Hal head went, but I was like, screw Blue Lantern Hal, I'm having a, a St. Walker. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did too. <laughs> Actually, even though I think I think what I did do is I used the hair, the the, the brown hair from that Hal, and I put him on the orange That's lantern. what I did. That's what yeah. I did. Yep. Um, so that, that's it for listener. Did we get another email or anything yet? I mean, it's only been a day since we've, personally recorded but right i checked before we right when we were starting to get ready to record and we hadn't got anything new okay cool so um before we let mark do the closing here for some of you who may care some of you hate the show some of you love it i just saw this uh usually tv shows get renewed a season at a time uh breaking news as as we record this the big bang theory has just been renewed for three more seasons Not just one season, but three more seasons. That's cool. It certainly is surprising. It's certainly – well, it's not surprising based on the renewal. just you were correct. It's, it's not quite the uh, normal renewal process. Usually it is and is. You don't do it in in such bulk like that, So, but that's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, Ra- thanks to Rachel. She's the one who's linking to the story. Um Big Bang Theory just made history by becoming the first program in modern scripted te- network television to be renewed for three additional seasons. Um, the chairman of CBS Entertainment says comedy is a big part of our schedule in the Big Bang Theory. And an ad just popped up. Screw that. <laughs> I don't understand these websites. They're like, hey, uh, you should do this survey or watch this video before you can access our website. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Anyways, the uh, chairman of CBS Entertainment, uh, Nina Tassler, says, Comedy is a big part of our schedule, and the Big Bang Theory is the biggest comedy force on television. We're proud to work with and showcase the incredible talents of Chuck Lorre, Steve uh, Malaro, and this amazing cast every week. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, the way things stand now contractually, Big Bang Theory will be on the air until 2017. crazy and probably after that as long as until people start leaving the show (laughs) you know honestly i wouldn't be surprised if some of these actors started leaving the show before then it's possible yeah like uh uh, what's her name the chick kelly yeah kelly kelly um quoco yeah kaylee kaylee quoco kaylee i said kelly you're sorry kaylee quoco she's 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 hot 
Uh, I know she like you know in interviews and like uh, back you know behind the scenes stuff. She has a big love for the show. She loves all her fellow co-stars. But I wouldn't be surprised if she's one of the first people who who would leave. Um, maybe um, maybe Sheldon, uh, whatever. Although I don't know if you'd have Big Bang Theory without Sheldon. Um, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, so whew, Big Bang, I can't. That's 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 surprising. I mean, not not the not surprising because the the show is good. Uh, I mean, at least for me, I know a lot of people hate it. Um, but the popularity of the show, I'm not really surprised. But the the fact that it's like not just Big Bang Theory will have another season. It's like, you know what? We're so confident and love this show so much. We're renewing it for three additional seasons now. That's that's crazy. So awesome. Uh, do you want to take us out? I certainly will. So, if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at lanterncast at gmail.com. Lanterncast at gmail.com. You can visit our website, functioning again, lanterncast.com. You can access our forums, the forums through there. You can check out our galleries, check out our products of the week, and other things. You can follow us on Twitter. You can use hashtag GLCast. Like us on Facebook. We are on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you like us on iTunes, please, please, please leave a positive review. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708-LANTERN and let us know what you think. And uh, don't forget, guys, if you're emailing us or something or for the first time uh, or messaging us in some way or another, please, 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 please tell us that um, – tell us uh, uh, how you're, you're, you're listening to us. Because you can listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes or download from the site or listen directly from the site, uh, so on and so forth. So just go ahead and uh, I, I'm, I'm just curious. Tell us how you're listening to us. I'd like to know because we don't get data from every every uh, uh, source that we're on. So that, that would be some cool information to have. Um, so what, next episode, Green Lantern Corps? Yes. Awesome. So we'll be doing the 25 to 27 treatment for... Core New Guardians and Red Lanterns uh, uh, in the next uh, three episodes. So we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Sounds good. Good night, everybody. Good night. something in a book doesn't mean you can have the thing you like in the book happen in real life. That's what crazy people want. I can't go to the White House with a bunch of Green Lantern comics and go, I want a Green Lantern ring. I saw it in a book I like. Make the thing in the book I like be here now. I would be justifiably tased if I did that. <laughs> Nobody would go, hey, we have to respect his beliefs. You know, you gotta, you've gotta respect everybody's beliefs. No, you don't. <laughs>